This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Sing them over again to me, wonderful words of life. Let me more of their beauty see, wonderful words of life. Words of life and beauty, teach me faith and duty, beautiful words, wonderful words, wonderful words of life, beautiful words, wonderful words, wonderful words of life. Christ the Blessed One gives to all wonderful words of life. Sinner lives to the loving call, wonderful words of life. All so freely given, wooing us to heaven. Sweetly echo the gospel call, wonderful words of life. Offer pardon and peace to all, wonderful words of life. Jesus, only Savior, sanctify forever. Oh, 
to do. You've got to walk. You've got to walk that lonesome valley. That lonesome valley. You've got to go. You've got to go there by yourself. There's no one here can go there with you. You've got to go. Thanks, Jim and Debbie, for those beautiful songs, and welcome to this worship service, good neighbors. You're listening to a Neighbors United in Christ Parish worship service sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Pastor Greg Wilcox. Thanks today to Debbie Tag and Jim Haugerud, our musicians. Thanks to Kathy Christensen for reading our lessons and sharing the children's message with us. And thanks to our recording engineer, Isaac Christensen, for keeping us on track and putting this recording together. Many thanks to each of you who are listening in today. You can listen to each weekly service live at 8 a.m. on WPCA Radio at 93.1 FM or live on their website at wpcaradio.org each Sunday morning. You can also listen anytime through our podcast available on your smartphone via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on our website, which is nuicparish.org. I encourage you to subscribe and listen to our services whenever you get the chance, and to our new services which download each Sunday morning. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577 or by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, or through our website, which again is nuicparish.org. Today's radio broadcast is sponsored by Judy and Jerry Winchell, and we want to thank them very much for their generosity in helping underwrite the cost of this broadcast. We also want to thank WPCA Radio for the broadcast, And just to remind you all that we depend on the generosity of listeners like you to keep this broadcast going. Jesus said that where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Even though we aren't all together in a church today, we are gathered in Jesus' name and he is present with each of us, wherever we might be today. His presence with us is a gift we celebrate and proclaim as we worship together. We're in the season of Pentecost. As you participate in our worship service today, you may want to have a green cloth to lay before you, a candle, a cross, and a Bible to follow along with our Bible readings for today. We continue our worship asking God to bless our time together in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please join me and listen along as I read the confession of our sins. Gracious God, have mercy on us. We confess that we have turned from you and given ourselves into the power of sin. We are truly sorry and humbly repent. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things we've done and things that we have failed to do. Turn us again to you, uphold us by your Spirit, 
so that we may live and serve you in newness of life through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Hear then God's promise of absolution. God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead in sin and made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen you with the power through the Holy Spirit that Christ may live in your hearts through faith. Amen. Continue with some gathering songs again by Jim and Debbie. Love lifted 
my heart, to Him I give, ever to Him I cling. In His blessed presence live, ever His praises sing. Love so mighty and so true, merits my soul's best songs. Faithful loving service to, to Him belong. Love lifted me, love lifted me, when nothing else could help. Love lifted me, love lifted me, love lifted me, when nothing else could help, love lifted me. Souls in danger look above, Jesus completely saves. He will lift you by His love out of the angry waves. He's the master of the sea, billows His will obey. He, your Savior, wants to be be saved to Thanks for those lovely songs. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Please join your hearts with mine as I pray the prayer of the day. Let us pray. Gracious God, throughout the ages you transform sickness into health and death into life. Open us to the power of your presence and make us a people ready to proclaim your promises to the whole world. Through Jesus Christ, our healer and Lord. Amen. I'll invite Kathy to come now and read our lessons and share the children's message with us. The first reading comes from Isaiah, the 35th chapter, verses 4 through 7a. Tell everyone who is discouraged to be strong and don't be afraid. God is coming to your rescue coming to punish your enemies. The blind will be able to see, the deaf will hear, the lame will leap and dance, and those who cannot speak will shout for joy. Streams of water will flow through the desert, the burning sand will become a lake, and the dry land will be filled with springs. The reading in Psalms is Psalm uh, chapter 146. It's entitled, In Praise of God the Savior. 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, my soul. I will praise him as long as I live. I will sing to my God all my life. Don't put your trust in human leaders. No human being can save you. When they die, they return to the dust. On that day, all their plans come to an end. Happy is the man who has the God of Jacob to help him and who depends on the Lord his God, the creator of heaven and earth and sea and all that it is in them. He always keeps his promises. He judges in the favor of the oppressed and gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets prisoners free and gives sight to the blind. He lifts those who have fallen. He loves his righteousness people. He protects the strangers who live in our land. He helps widows and orphans, but ruins the plans of the wicked. The Lord is king forever. You, oh, your God, O Zion, will reign for all the time. Praise the Lord. The second reading comes from James, the second chapter, verses 1 through 10 and 14 through 17. My brothers, as believers in your Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord, God, Lord of glory, you must never treat people in different ways according to their outward appearance. Suppose a rich man wearing a gold ring and fine clothes comes to your meeting, and a poor man in ragged clothes also comes. If you show more respect to the well-dressed man and say to him, have the best seat here, but say to the poor man, stand over there or sit here on the floor by my feet, then you are guilty of creating distinctions among yourselves and making judgments based on evil motives. Listen, my dear brothers, God chose the poor people of this world to be the rich in faith and to possess the kingdom, which he promised to those who love him. But you dishonor the poor. You are the ones who oppress who are the ones that oppress you and drag you before the judges, the rich? They are the ones who speak evil of the good name, which has been given to you. You will be doing the right thing if you obey the law of the kingdom, which is found in the scripture. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. But if you treat people according to their outward appearance, you are guilty of sin, and the law condemns you as a lawbreaker. Whoever breaks one commandment is guilty of breaking them all. My brothers, what good is it if you, if you say to someone that he has faith if his actions do not prove it? Can that faith save him? Suppose there are brothers or sisters who need clothes and don't have enough to eat. What good is it when you keep saying to them, God bless you and keep warm and eat well? If you don't give them the necessities of life, so it is with faith, if it is alone, and includes no action, then it is dead. Here ends the readings. It's time now to talk with the young people of the parish. Hi guys. I just read in that second lesson, which was from the book of James, a few practical ideas on how to live a Christian life. One idea was how to treat people. You shouldn't treat people different just because they might look different. Here's an example. Let's say you've been chosen as the captain of your softball team, and you get to choose who you want on that team. You have chosen your whole team except for that last player. 
The last two people come forward. The first one you see is someone who is dressed in a perfect baseball uniform with a glove that looks expensive and the player also has baseball shoes with the cleats on him, on his feet. The other player is dressed in a ragged old uniform, two sizes too big, a glove that is worn and falling apart, and just plain old tennis shoes on their feet. Who do you choose? God reminds us not to judge people by the way they look. Look at the inside of the person. Talk with them, find out about them, get to know them, to understand them, and then you can make your decision on who would be the player that you want. Love your neighbor as God wants you to love yourself. Or how about this? You're, there's a story about faith in your actions. If you see someone who needs clothes and food to eat, and you say, God bless you, and then walk away, what good is that? You show that someone that you have faith in God, but that's it. But you need to take some action with that faith. You need to give them clothes. You need to see to their needs. You need to feed them. You need to help them. You need to take care of them. That is what God wants you to do. Take your actions with your faith. Let us pray. Dear God, help us to see people as they are on the inside not just the outside, and let our actions speak for our faith. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to sing a song for you entitled, What a Wonderful World. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom. For me and for you And I think to myself What a wonderful world I see skies of blue Clouds of white The blessed day The dark sacred night And I think to myself what a wonderful world The colors of the rainbow So pretty in the sky Are also on the faces Of people going by I see friends shaking hands Saying how do you do Thanks, Kathy, for reading the lessons and that wonderful children's message and beautiful song. The gospel text for this Sunday is from the gospel according to Mark, 
the seventh chapter, beginning with the 24th verse. From there, Jesus set out and went away to the region of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know he was there, yet he could not escape notice. But a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit immediately heard about him, and she came and bowed down at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile of Syrophoenician origin. She begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter. He said to her, let the children be fed first, for it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, Sir, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, For saying that, you may go, and the demon has left your daughter. So she went home, found the child lying on the bed, and the demon gone. Then he returned from the region of Tyre and went by way of Sidon towards the Sea of Galilee in the region of the Decapolis. They brought to him a deaf man who had an impediment in his speech, and they begged him to lay his hand on him. He took him aside in private, away from the crowd, and put his fingers into his ears, and he spat and touched his tongue. Then looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Epaphratha, that is, be opened. And immediately his ears were opened, his tongue was released, and he spoke plainly. Then Jesus ordered them to tell no one. But the more he ordered them, the more zealously they proclaimed it. They were astounded beyond measure, saying, He has done everything well. He even makes the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. The Gospel of our Lord. Dear friends in Christ, Some time ago now, I was down at Forest Lake at the Cub Foods grocery store shopping with my wife. Much of the time, Gail will go grocery shopping by herself, but once in a while, I'll tag along so I can help, quote, unquote. We get a cart for our groceries, and I'll go and get the few things I want. Chunky peanut butter, honey, English muffin bread, a couple of different kinds of breakfast cereal, orange juice, and a 12-pack of Mountain Dew, just to be sure we don't run low on that essential morning beverage. And then... As Gail continues to make her way slowly through her list and through the store, I'll ask her if there is something on her list that I can go and get. This is where I think I'm being helpful, but I suspect that in reality she's just sending me out to find one thing or another to keep me out of her way. Well, she sent me off to find quinoa, and I headed off confidently having absolutely no idea where to begin looking. After a few minutes of futile searching, I saw my wife at the end of an aisle stooping over her cart looking at something. I walked up to her, put my hand on her shoulder, and said, I'm sorry, dear, I just can't find the quinoa. She straightened up, and that's when I discovered it wasn't my wife, but another woman wearing jeans and a jean jacket almost identical to my wife's. My eyes got wide, and I stammered an apology. The woman smiled at me and said, I think the quinoa is down in aisle six. Would you like some help finding it? I smiled back, thanked her profusely, and said weakly, No, I think I should be able to find it now, and thanked her again. As embarrassed as I was, as I was leaving, all I could think about was how thankful I was that I touched her on the shoulder and not somewhere else. What a surprise this woman had given me. And that's exactly what's happening in our gospel lesson today. A woman Jesus has never met before, a total stranger, 
gives him a big surprise. Before I suggest a number of surprising, even remarkable things about this Syrophoenician woman, let me share a little about my struggles with this particular text. In some ways, for me, this is one of the very hardest stories about Jesus in all the New Testament. Jesus' answer to this desperate woman is a mystery to me. It sounds for all the world like an insult, comparing the woman to a dog. And Jesus' answer to the woman seems to imply that his healing ability is limited, that there's only so much of him and his compassion and power to go around, and that he'll give preferential treatment to his own people, to the Jews. That goes directly against everything we believe and teach about Jesus. What's going on here? Is he simply testing her faith? Is this exchange between them somehow lost in translation? I don't know. But I do know Jesus. And although I don't understand the exchange between Jesus and the woman, it's clear that the woman is drawn to Jesus and hope. And that in the end, she gets what she is most hoping and longing for, the healing of her little daughter. And in doing so, this nameless woman has become for all time and for all of us, a surprising and remarkable example of a person caught by a loved one's deep need and determined to somehow meet that need. So what is so surprising, so remarkable about this woman? She has such a brief encounter with Jesus. Why, or why does she stand out and what can we learn from her? Well, she has remarkable courage. She was a woman and Jesus was a man, that's obvious. So she had no right to even approach Jesus and culturally she was strongly discouraged from doing so. She did anyway. She has remarkable determination. She was a foreigner, a Gentile, and Jesus was a Jew. She was looked down on, considered a second-class citizen, and should never have even tried to talk to Jesus. She did anyway. She has remarkable love. Her little daughter had an unclean spirit, and she would not give up until her daughter was healed. She had remarkable humility. She bowed down at Jesus' feet, accepted his comment and her low status, yet claimed Jesus' attention and won his respect. And she had remarkable faith. She believed that Jesus could give her what she most desperately wanted, the healing of her daughter. This woman, this foreigner, this Gentile, this outsider, is an extraordinary example for each of us this morning of courage, determination, love, humility, faith. Let me share three little vignettes, three encounters I had with women that, like the woman in our gospel text today, were marginalized by society, yet caught me by surprise and impacted me profoundly. On my first visit to Colombia, South America, I went with church friends to a large impoverished neighborhood, a slum really, just on the southern edge of Bogota. Soacha is the name of this neighborhood where almost a million people live. Many of the homes were built out of cast off materials, corrugated tin, odd bricks, even cardboard. We visited a number of people there, including one older woman I'll never forget, Maria. Maria was 80 years old and had lost her husband many years before in drug and gang violence. She'd raised their daughter on her own and despite having almost nothing, had managed to get her daughter an education. 
now her daughter, a nurse, who was also a single mom, and Maria, at 80, was providing daily childcare for her daughter's two little children, so that together this little family could eke out a meager living. When I asked her about her hard life, Maria responded with laughter and faith. God had been so good to her, she said, and every day she was full of praise for all that she had been given. Her radiant smile convinced me she was telling the truth. Maria left a deep and lasting impression on me of just how powerful determination and faith can be. Second encounter came when I joined the Homeless Coalition in Sioux Falls became friends with a young Native American woman, Jenny. She too was a single mom with two little girls. In many ways, Jenny was like any other young single mom, hassled and harried and always concerned about her kids. Jenny had been homeless, but the coalition had found an apartment for her and her girls. And I offered to take them to Walmart to get some groceries and also some school supplies for Rachel, Jenny's oldest daughter who'd be going into first grade. I don't remember what they picked out and what I bought that day, but what I do remember were the variety of rude looks and whispered, snide remarks about Jenny, her kids, and me, I suppose, because I was with them. The half-heard derogatory remarks with slurs about Native Americans made my blood boil. I was about to let these fine residents of Sioux Falls, these oh-so-self-righteous whisperers, know just what I thought of them when Jenny, seeing my anger and probably steam coming out of my ears, touched my arm, smiled sweetly, and simply shook her head. It won't do any good, she said. I've learned just to ignore them. You should too. Jenny's courage and patience and humility touched me deeply that day, and I'll never forget her sweet smile. Finally, a third encounter, a third encounter this time with a middle-aged woman, who took me under her wing when I first began working as a nurse's aide in a Twin Cities nursing home while I was going to seminary. Susie was a bundle of nervous energy, always moving, always busy. The first day I worked at this nursing home, she assigned herself to do my orientation and to show me the ropes. Susie was a little rough around the edges, but I was immediately impressed with her concern and affection for the residents. She would tease one, kindly encourage another, and stopped to lift another onto the toilet, calling each one by name and touching them oh so gently. During break time, Susie would head outside for a quick smoke and I'd head outside with her to keep her company. With Susie as my teacher, I quickly learned all the formal rules and procedures for caring for the residents. And I also learned all the informal stuff that they don't teach you in nurses' aid training, like which resident has a strong left jab to watch out for, and who'll dump their bowl of prunes out as a way of protesting this particular nursing home treat. Over the course of the next year, Susie and I became close friends, and I learned something amazing about her. What I learned is this, that Susie had grown up in a very dysfunctional family and now was living with an abusive boyfriend. When it came to loving others, especially the nursing home residents, she gave her whole heart to them, and her residents all loved her in return. Susie's ability to love others in need, despite all the troubles and trials in her own life, was a lesson for me in the mystery and majesty of love. The people we sometimes look down on often have a lot to teach us. The very ones we dismiss are the ones who at times become an example for us,
and in the most unexpected places and people, we can discover the most unexpected goodness and grace. They inspire us to live with faith, courage, determination, humility, and love. And when they do, like the woman in our gospel text, we find ourselves in the presence of Jesus, and in his presence our deepest fears will be stilled and our deepest hopes will be realized. Amen. I'll invite Jim and Debbie to come and sing a song for us. Beautiful Savior, King of creation, We continue as we confess our faith together using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, 
the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We continue then with our prayers of intercession. Would you pray with me, please? Made children and heirs of God's promise, we pray for the church, the world, and all in need. Holy One, you bring your people together in worship, enliven your church, guide all evangelists, preachers, prophets, and missionaries who seek to share your love through word and deed. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. You provide water for thirsty ground and sunshine to feed hungry plants. Bless all who advocate for healthy forests, unpolluted air, and clean waterways. Inspire all people to show care for the world you have made. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. You show no, no partiality, increase justice in all nations, encourage leaders and governments to work with one another for the good of our common world. Unite us in seeking the health, safety, and dignity of all. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. You accompany those who are most in need. Shelter all fleeing violence or persecution. Protect any who are in danger and sustain them through uncertain and unstable times. Lord, we pray especially today for the people in Afghanistan who continue to deal with the aftermath of the war there and American troops leaving. We pray in the midst of their uncertainty and their wondering about the future that you would be there in that country and you would bring hope and help to all who are wondering about what will happen to them. And we remember Haiti too, and the continuing struggles of the people there without shelter, without food and water, many who are sick, the medical facilities are overwhelmed. We pray that you would continue to bring help and hope to that country. And we think about our own Gulf Coast, the people of New Orleans and Louisiana after Hurricane Ida, many who have lost their homes, many without power, many uncertain about their futures. We lift them up to you and pray that you would bless and care for them. Jesus here in our parish, we pray for Julie Dubois, Joanne Fowler, Christina Burgett, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Myrna Brown, Mary Greiser, Vernon Lee, Helen Erickson, Gary Fredrickson, Rick Elmer, Sherm Olson, Randy Goglin, Maury and Lee Nicholson, Kirsten Overby, Andy Elmer, Leslie, Larry Bazil, Dave Flatten, we also remember Dave Haugerud, Rachel Seacrest, Marsha Helling, Sean Vanderheiden. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. You support the work of your disciples. Continue to nurture the leadership and ministries of this congregation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. You embrace all who have died in the faith and brought them into your glorious presence. We thank you for their example and rejoice in their lives. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Receive these prayers, O God, and those in our hearts known only to you, through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. We continue with the sharing of the peace. Now may the peace of Christ be with you always. I'll 
invite you to bless yourself or bless someone who is worshiping with you using this Trinity formula. Be blessed or I am blessed in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, to the synod or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and serve our neighbors in need. And as you consider that, I'll invite Jim and Debbie to come and do an offering song for us. God sent his son, they called him Jesus, he came to by my pardon an empty grave is there to prove my Savior lives because he lives I can face tomorrow because he lives all fear is gone because I know he holds the Because he lives, how sweet to hold a newborn baby and feel the pride and joy God gives, but greater still the calm assurance this child can face on certain days. Cause Jesus lives Because he lives I can face tomorrow Because he lives All fear is gone Because I know He holds the future And life is worth the living Just because he lives and then one day I'll cross the river I'll fight life's final war with pain and then as death gives way to victory I'll see the lights of glory He lives, I can face tomorrow, because he lives, all fear is gone, because I know he holds the future, and life is worth living just because he lives, because I know. Because he lives
Let's do an offering prayer together. Please pray with me. Blessed are you, O God, maker of all things. Through your goodness, you have blessed us with these gifts, ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Use us and what we have gathered in feeding the world with your love through the one who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Would you pray with me as we join together and pray the Lord's Prayer? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now receive the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. When we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory sheds on our way. While we do his good will, he abides with us still. And with all
be denied. God will take care of you. God will take care of you through every day or all the way. He will take care of you. God will Thank you for listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amory, Wisconsin. Our pastor today is the Reverend Greg Wilcox. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time.